Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is June 8th, 2021. It is a Tuesday morning, and wow, I had such a great weekend. Having a weekend where you just, it was like a legacy weekend. You know, we saw all these people, like the the moms and, and our daughters that grew up together, and spending three days together, I mean, what, like 12 years after they graduated high school, and re-getting to know each other as you know, older people, everybody older, it really was one of those weekends that, you know, they're those defining moments. And I realized, you know, just talking to everyone, you know, what, how different us believing in ourselves allows us to make the best decisions we can make. And they're usually super hard decisions to make. And I found out things like, you know, we spend so much time on our problems. And yet in comparison to the solutions, we know what the solution is. And we're like, I can't do that because I really want to do that. So I can't. It'll upset people. It'll upset the balance. It'll upset my balance. I'm supposed to do things this way. If I don't, it will look like I don't care. Because then you feel like you're taking people out of the mix that you may have in some ways understood this for a long time and it causes the relationship to not be as close anyway and you just feel sorry or you feel bad so you're not doing them any favors nor are they doing you favors staying in relationships you know that you can't be in and I I listen and I listen and prior to that just from people who come to me with a, hey, by the way, can I run this by you? I realized it all goes back to how we actually believe in ourselves, how clear we are on what we really need 
and want. And how we have to practice on making decisions. And it all goes back to learning that no is a choice. We have that choice. One of us said, I can't say no. I feel bad when I say no. I feel like I'm being mean. And I thought, I get that. I I was there. But are you better if you say no and then you're there and all you can do is talk about how busy you are and it's all about you? And you can't believe you're doing this and and it takes away from everyone because the goal is to help. But doing something, doing anything, trumps doing nothing. Doing anything. Just take, for example, two young girls. Two are both dating the same person for up to five years. One is four years, one was five years. And one of them came to me about three years ago and said, I'm really scared he's going to ask me to marry him. I love him. I don't think I could marry him. And... You could see it. We all could see it, but now she finally can see it. She is finally saying it. And she took the leap on the fifth year, so it took her two years after she said it, to do it. Everybody loved him. She loves him. But she knew deep inside there was more in her than that. So what happened? She broke up with him. They broke up. He was really hurt. She was really hurt. She even kept almost going back or or like running back in that direction. Even if she was dating other people and trying to meet other people, she felt like he was her best friend. But in, in essence, that was hurting him more because he was asking her questions. She was telling him what she was doing. And I thought, you can't do that. It's way too soon. But what happened when she made that decision to the people around her? Everyone who loved him. They too couldn't just let him go. But her mother kept chiming in about getting back together again and how much better it would be now that they missed each other. And just, you know, don't put that aside. And then she did meet someone. She met her match, like her real match. Here we are a year later. And she's happy. She took a chance on herself. Because Christ said, if the relationship isn't right for one, it ultimately isn't right for both. And a lot of us now have children in that age where they'll be meeting people. Or you may be someone in that age where you're now meeting people. That's the most natural thing to do when we're younger because naturally we are inclined to pair up and to produce families and to produce children no matter who we are at that age. 
And then we may pass that age and realize we like better life on our own or we like better life with someone and we start making decisions. But in the beginning, we all feel like we need to pair up somehow, even if it's just to have friends. And the minute she left, the campaign was on to get them back together again from her mother. And the girl had to withstand that hard push every single time she saw her mom. So a year later, she's up walking free. She's happy. And her belief in herself to make decisions was the first thing that finally came in play after all that time. The chance she took the leap. And she had to tell herself, even if things don't work out the way I think they should, I will still be okay that I made this decision. I needed to make this decision. But it wasn't one of those replacement decisions that, well, if that doesn't work, well, I'll take you back. Because the feelings that she had when she was there were still there. That this wasn't, this wasn't the 100%. And you don't want something like that nagging at you. And unless you believe in yourself, you cannot make a decision like that. Because let's take case two. Someone who for four and a half years is with someone where they can't even include each other 100% in each other's lives. He does not include her with his friends. That's a separate issue. Not with family, that's a separate issue. And she she knows something's wrong. But something in her believes that she's going to turn him around. And I'll tell you right now, to anybody, if somebody comes in and they have learned to separate you from their life, Chances of you being included, you're going to be settling for crumbs for the rest of your life. So this young lady called me about a year ago. We were talking, 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 even made Christmas plans without her. I told her, what are, what are you doing there? What in you feels like you need him? And she was ready to go, ready to make that decision, ready to have the confidence that she would be okay in the fallout. And then I never heard from her again. And then I found out she's back with him. And not only are they together, but she's complaining about the same exact things. So I thought, you know, someone told me once that, yes, you can stay with that person and you'll just have more examples of what you're telling me right now along the way. Because when we don't believe in ourselves, the hard decisions, the hard decisions are never made. Because the fallout is what we are avoiding We don't know how to stay intact when we don't have someone to lean on. 
And it's, it's scary because we are waiting for permission. We are waiting if we don't want the person to not think we're loyal, if we think that, you know, we're like just assuming that everyone will be upset at us. And then we realize that our decisions are only ours and that nobody will ultimately care. They may fight for what they think or what they want from you like a parent. But I want my daughter married. She's 30. So marry him. I like him. And they don't even care what the daughter is saying back. Many marriages have ended up that way. And the girl who's still in the repetition cycle, just listening, just listening to the same stories, different day, different day, more examples. But there are strategies for making confident decisions. Whether you're stuck in a job that you're scared to leave because you say, I need insurance and I need the check and I need this and I need that, but you never actually look for another job. I have to stay. I have this. But what if you shot for better pay? What if you took the experience you had and wrote a resume and just floated it and seen what happened? Because you believe enough in yourself that you can get another job and that you can be an asset. Because the asset we have is getting the energy going in our lives to create a life that we want to be in. Not that we have to do. Because one, you'll have way more fun. Two, you'll have more freedom to make even bigger decisions, next decisions. But there's things we have to do to get there. And the first thing is not to assume what the outcome would be if you made a change. We assume that if we leave a job, we won't get another job. So we don't try. We're too scared. We don't want to interview. We don't think we're ready. So we make assumptions on ourselves that we can't make that decision. We have to not assume. We have to suspend our judgment of ourselves. Well, someone else took a chance, but they don't have kids. Someone else took a chance. They don't have as big of a rent or mortgage. Someone else took a chance, but, and I will bet you my life, that they had the same thoughts you did at some point in getting to making that decision. Before you run out, create alternatives. Look at companies you're interested in or businesses you want to start or things you want to do. Some people don't want to run a company. They just want to go to a job, meet people, see people, enjoy people, Make money doing that and come home feeling fully satisfied and that, okay, now I don't have to, I could turn that off, I don't have to think about it, and I can just get up and go back the next day. Take a look at the alternatives of what it would feel like to take that leap, 
to be somewhere you would enjoy and can't wait to get to. Remain objective. Instead of everything you'll lose, make a list of also everything you would gain by making that decision. I need a change. I feel like I'm in a rut. What am I doing? I'm overqualified. Why am I dumbing my life down? And then that attachment, that attachment that if we don't do this, we won't be good. People will think I'm bad. People will think I don't care. Again, you're assuming, you're judging, you're taking away your alternatives, you're not being objective because people will grow with you as you grow. You have to shut off that part of your ear that listens to the people who keep trying to hold you in place. Releasing that attachment is worth everything. Because your intuition keeps nagging at you. That part of you that knows better, that is better, is going to keep nagging at you until you listen to yourself. Because what really makes us feel like we've put ourselves down is when our intuition goes, hey, man, you, you already learned this. What are you still doing here? And you're like, yeah, but I need to be here. No, no, you don't. You can grow. No, I don't want to grow. But you can grow. No, I don't want to grow. And you're fighting with yourself all the time because you're attached. You're not objective. You don't look at alternatives. You're creating a judgment about yourself, and you're assuming that you will not be happy because believing in yourself is that hard. But taking responsibility Going back to self-accounting, it was the first thing Christ ever talked to me about was self-accounting. You can't blame anyone for anything that you are doing in your life, good, bad, or indifferent. It all goes back to you signing on the dotted line. Every single thing we do. And the only way to believe in ourselves, it's like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do I have to believe in myself to make that decision? Or do I have to make that decision to believe in myself? Do I stay or do I go? Because in psychology, they call that the ball and chain. It's like, you know, you're trying to walk forward and you can't pull it because now you're getting older and your muscles aren't the same and your body isn't the same or maybe you're not eating right and you cannot drag that ball and chain behind you any longer. So then you stand still and you get stuck. And you say, ah, it's not so bad living on the chain. The ball's right there. I can see it. I can walk around the ball. I can circle back. For the rest of my life, I've got this. I'm good. I really don't want to try. It's like, 
going to scare the heck out of me to try anything new or to change up something or to learn something. I'll just stay here. And then you become very resentful of the people you chose to be around because it's not their fault. They love you. They care about you. They want you to be happy. But at the end of the day, when you're happy, your surroundings are way better than when you're not. And it may only be that 1%. I can't get over the girl who was at 99% with that guy. Personally, I still miss him. I love him. I feel horrible for him. But I know that if she felt that, there is somebody who's right for him, and it wasn't her. It wasn't her. Isn't her. And the other one, it's just a matter of time. They may stay in that dysfunction, and that will be the definition of both of their lives, because if it isn't right for one, it's not for two. Or the person who stays in the job and keeps watching people get promoted and wonders why they're overlooked, because their energy is saying, I'm super happy right here. Just leave me alone. And they want someone to cross over a bridge and jump through a hoop to get to them and promote them. While they're standing there not saying anything or doing anything, And then they feel resentful that they've been there so long and can do not only the job ahead of them, but the job ahead of the other person, the second person. And they just dwiddle around in circles because they spent all their time investing in the problem and very little time investing in a solution, in an outcome, because the outcome is super scary. And when we don't face that super scary feeling, what happens is the next super scary feeling also gets put on the shelf. It's just amazing how many of our lifetimes are lived because we assume we won't be okay through change. And I found the people who say most I need a change are the ones who won't take that leap. Even if you brought it to them on a silver platter, they want a guarantee because the guarantee that they have now is that they at least know what to expect every day. And they're so scared of failing. They're so scared of not getting permission. They're so scared of commitment. They're so scared to speed up their life. Because the minute change happens, our lives just take off. Learning to make a decision and to stick to it is one of the hardest things for us to do. Sticking to it. Because sometimes we'll get as far as making the decision and then we scale back. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll go back. I'll go back. I was happier there. This is super scary out here. Oh, my God, the water is so cold. As though you'll never get used to it. As though it'll never get warm. 
evaluating the decisions we have made so far because at some point we did have to take a leap. We did have to. If we went to college, we had to choose a major. If we got a job, we had to choose a career. We had to figure things out like where we're going to live, if we were going to rent or we were going to buy. We had to make a decision on who we dated. So we have made difficult decisions before. Why did every decision we make have to be a final decision? Because the belief in ourselves If we made a decision and somebody wasn't kind to us, we start to assume everyone isn't kind or we'll make another, in quotes, bad decision. So let me stick with this decision that's only halfway right because it's better than no decision at all. But there's some timeless pieces for making tough decisions. And one of them is to think in years, not in days because days are easy to discount oh well it's fine for today but what if you said oh this is fine for the rest of my life this is fine for the next five years for the next year it's okay that I feel this way nobody knows well everybody knows they can feel it in your energy Because we get something that's called decision fatigue when we're constantly ping-ponging in our heads, wondering, what if? The what if game. What if I did this? Everybody will be upset. What if I did this? Oh, my God, then how will I know what's coming tomorrow? What if I bought the car I really needed? No, I'm okay with this. It's a good price. It's a gimme. We'll just take it for now. Well, for now becomes years. Days do turn into years. When people turn 30 and go, what the heck did I do with all that time? Then they turn 40 and they're like, oh, my God, how did I get here? Because the what-if game just gobbles up days that become into years. Super interesting. The way we deal with criticism affects how we believe in ourselves and the way we believe in ourselves takes in our hardest decisions or not. And it all goes back to how we feel others feel about us. Because we did not take on our first job and our first job is to love ourselves so when we don't we listen to what somebody else tells us we should do and they probably like usual will forget they even said it or may remember that they said it and they went on in their lives and then there you are living the life that you gave your power to others to make the decisions for and then you wonder why You wonder why it feels empty or like it's not your own because you did not get to the point where you needed to practice self-compassion 
or remembering all the decisions you've made till today. And stop comparing yourself to others and be mindful of your own thinking. Spending time with supportive people and finding validation inside rather than outside. Being your hardest critic, not giving that away. Identifying the values that you have and what that did to the decisions you made and how much that has grown and what kind of decisions you can now make. It's like a ladder, a ladder of life, your ladder. What were the steps you took for the life you have today? And how how happy are you? Do you feel like you made your hard decisions or do you feel like they're always yet to come? Because you can make those decisions. You have the resources. You guys... It's already time is up. I will see you tomorrow. I love you so very much. For more information or anything you may need, you can go to the website at NadiaKhalil.com, and I will see you tomorrow. I love you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.NadiaKhalil.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.